everyone and welcome to not an episode of reckless attack surprisingly no this is our leap year special Woo! wow leap year yeah Leapin'. <laughs> this is the exclusive reckless attack content that you can look forward to once every four years <laughs> specifically on leap year so don't get used to it <laughs> but this year is a little bit special while it's leap year which means that we're going to be doing something a little bit different a little bit frog themed we are playing a game that is new to us called... Let me, let me register the frog theme shock. Yes. <gasps> <laughs> wow. Frog theme? I never would have guessed. In wow. our podcast? Ridiculous. But the game is Fiasco. None of us have played it before, but it's a cool little storytelling game that I found centered around dice and relationships. The game is... Well, let me, before I get into that... Let me introduce the people who are sitting around the table with me. So, hi, my no, name is... No, no introductions. <laughs> only rules. Yeah, yeah. People figure well, it we've, out. We've already yeah. really started out as yeah. a fiasco. Yeah. Right. The only thing I care about is rules. None of the rest of you matter. <laughs> I'll say that wow, right now. Wow, it's me, Jonathan. I'm by the t- at the table by myself. By myself. Right? Telling fiasco. you about this game. Welcome. Hi, I'm David. I'm also here. I am Steve, and I am also here. Wow. <laughs> wow, I would not have guessed... I am Sophie, and I may disassociate later, so we'll see. <laughs> I may not be here. Yeah, <laughs> right. Based on the audio cuts, yeah. I might not be here. <laughs> if you just hear the door closing, that's yeah. uh, Sophie getting yeah. out of here. Sophie decided to leave. I have gone to bed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, with that out of the way, now we can get to the real fun part, which is the game of Fiasco. <laughs> So the game is broken up into a few different phases. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's really, it feels like Nathan isn't here because he's yeah. sick. And like, it feels like we've all really gotten like loosey goosey. <laughs> yeah. When like the parents are home. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Nathan's not around to keep us on track. So the like, rules for Fiasco are there are no rules. <laughs> right. Anything can happen. Table. Yeah. We'll just phone Nathan in so you can tell us to stop. <laughs> just like shake his fist at us. Can't yeah. do anything about it. Right. Uh, the first phase of Fiasco is the character setup. So we're all going to be going around talking about our various characters. And the way this works is we have a big old pile of dice in front of us, a bunch of D6s. Listeners, please note, I did not choose my D6s because you're supposed to put it in two for each player. Mm-hmm. They were chosen for me. Yes. So all of these are cursed. Yeah. <laughs> I've rubbed my hands on all of them and right. ruined them for the I will the say night. David pulled all of these uh, well, not all of them, but they're half of them from the reject D6. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so expect those ones. Yeah, it's yeah. wow. 16 ones came up. Amazing. Seven. What? Well, I guess uh, we have everything chosen for us then. If everything, yeah. if everything comes up a one, there's no real choice there. But we're going to roll the big pile of dice. And depending on what comes up, we also have these tables of relationships, desires and needs, and places of, and people. The way this works is each player is going to go reach into the pile of dice, pick a number, and that helps to define the relationship between myself and the person sitting to my left or sitting to my right. And basically, we just keep pulling dice out of this dice pool, defining our relationships, defining our characters, and that's how the setup goes. So by the end of the setup, we'll have you know these relationships defined between everyone at the table. Once we have those characters, we'll go into our first act, which is really just telling the story about who these characters are, what they want, and sort of how their how their lives are going, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> so one question, just based on what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Once a selection is chosen, does that mean it is, it's off the table for anybody else? I don't think so. I think you can pick the same ones. I feel like it's kind of lame, though. So I okay. would pick something. Well, yeah, the right. dice tell us. Yeah, right. Well, well, yeah. But we, yeah. we could end up with like multiple fours, multiple fives, yeah, in yeah. Which, which case somebody would look yeah. at table But there four, are a lot five. of options around. So like yes. we maybe could, but it seems unlikely that we're all well, family guess, unless, friends. <laughs> unless, unless the story dictates otherwise, yeah. I guess we'll we'll spread it around. Although it would be kind of cool if all of us were family friends, honestly. <laughs> like if we got that. We're all frogs. Yeah, so we right. should be family friends right. in the game of Fiasco. That's right. Where is the tension Finally. for all family friends? <laughs> oh, we'll find tension. That's frog true. family friends. Right. That's word. Mm-hmm. For our leap year frog fiasco. <laughs> just keep saying that uh, the whole time. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just going to look directly uh, into the camera. 
is it already sad or not sad, but uh, is it against the rules if I already have a character concept in mind going along with the frog and leap year theme? You can do whatever you want, Steve. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, uh, just cross one of these out and just scroll whatever you yeah, got yeah. in there. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna roll the pile of dice. Wow, that's a lot of ones, actually. Uh, yeah, I, well, <laughs> also a lot of sixes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. So you got, you got the extremes. Yeah. My guess is if you totaled this up, it would be about average. Yeah, there's a lot of threes, a, a lot, lot of six. Wow, a lot actually. of ones. Yeah, it's it's actually yeah. To know these are not black dice, but the translucent navy Chessex. All right, all oh. right, all right. They look black. I'm sorry. <laughs> they do, but I'm just saying they are the translucent navy Chessex. I'm sorry, I only see in like 16-bit colors. So. I, when I when I look at those, I don't like translucent. Pick doesn't it up. Come to mind. Well, if you pick it up, all right, all right. It's so Steve one. is kicking no, no, us no, off. No, we gotta play, play the play the game by the rules. All right, all right. All right. Excuse all right. you. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, the rules dictate the player who grew up in the smallest city starts. Oh, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I you feel grew like, up here, right? Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's probably a competition between the two of us, David and Jonathan. So, oh, and I was so, gonna say, you unless- were born in the same place. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not a competition. <laughs> well, <laughs> we we grew up in South Dakota. With a, uh, uh, a okay, population of 25,000 people. I was going to say, unless, yeah. unless one of you is, grew up in, in New York. You said 25,000? Yeah. yeah. I grew up in Germantown, Wisconsin. 18,000, thank you. Uh, well, <laughs> heck you then. Yeah, fine. Sophie, I'm sorry, my yeah. town was cooler though and had a <laughs> main road with a strip mall. Oh, look Well, at we you. had Walmart. So. <laughs> get we on didn't get a Walmart level. until I was in high school. <laughs> What was even on our main road? I don't even remember. Like, uh, yeah, we like barely. It wasn't like a cute main street. It was like there's a highway through it. Like you drive through it. Yeah. And then like at the very edge of town was a giant super Walmart mm-hmm. that like took I, all the business. More I could it. drive. <laughs> I could drive from my parents' house ten miles south and still be in Chicago. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I would say your uh, person per acreage was probably you know pretty low because mm-hmm. you're yes. 25,000 people is very spread out yeah mine was i was it was like a i don't know like almost it's one like, four bedroom apartment with eighteen thousand people yeah <laughs> 100 orcs like, in a 10 it's like, by 10 you know, room you know the suburbs of a city so and then like Chicago the small towns <laughs> outside the city that's like where i grew up well sophie then you get the privilege of picking <laughs> i love the... how i debated that yeah <laughs> <laughs> to go first yeah right. Right. a game none of us have played before <laughs> yeah right Congratulations. Okay. So I get to pick a yep. die pick a and die. then choose and, my relationship. Yep. Well, I think the die has to correspond to whatever table you are using. Yes. I would start with a relationship and just kind of like the tables that we're using have these sort of broad categories. So like family, secrets, friends, kind of big strokes in terms of what our relationship are. Mm-hmm. And then underneath each of them is another six options for what details are included in that relationship. So for example... Mm-hmm. A number one on this table is family. So if Sophie picked a one, Sophie and someone else would be close family. Underneath that family are six details. So we could be distant relations. We could be family friends. We could be in love with the same person. And that kind of defines what our family relationship is between the two of us. And that's true of all of these categories. It's always like some broad thing and then six details underneath that help fill out that relationship. I'm going to choose a six. A six. Ooh. For magic. Magic. All right. So is this a relationship between you and Steve or you and me? Oh. Do we have a magic relationship or? Jonathan and I have a magical relationship. Nice. Cool. All nice. right. Nice. Okay. I'm going to go next. I'm going to pick a two out of this pile. David and I are going to be friends. Yeah. Nice. While Jonathan and I are friends. I'm going to say that Steve and I, our relationship is colored by war. And I'm going to take a five. Hmm. Let's see. I, I kind of want to spread this out a little bit. So, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, and I will say, too, Ooh. you don't have to f- define your relationship, Steve. You could define the detail for one of our relationships, too. Yeah, so you can oh. decide how they were... So since war. you took to you, or no, since the two of us took war, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I could define that relationship. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot of sixes, and I see linked together by a I, dark the, ritual. Yes, I was looking directly <laughs> at that so I'm, one. So I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. So actually, I am going to define Sophie and Jonathan's <laughs> yeah. character's relationship by taking a a number six. And the six will be under the magic category linked together by a dark ritual. Wow. Okay. Sophie, back to you. Oh, back to me. Apparently, okay. we're linked together by Dark Ritual, but you and Steve have no relationship yet. That's so. true. That's so uh, now, one quick question. Does that complete your section? So in addition to relationships, we also need to define details. Details are people, their places, their desires and needs, something that binds the two of us together. Okay, so because so essentially you would have two under the relationship and then one each under people and places desire need or something like no, that. No, you would either choose desire and needs or p- places and people and then do like so if I choose places and people and I choose a one, a city of cults and gods, I then have to choose the specific one under that. Correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. So it's like you have two options. You pick people, one places, of them. or desires and needs. One and of then the categories. Fill it all out. Okay. Okay. So we have magic. We have friends. We have war. I shall define mine and C's relationship secrets. Ooh. I was thinking triple S in my mind, and then I was like, triple X. <laughs> no. Fantastic film. Yeah. It was pretty good. Classic Vin Diesel. Yeah, I was like, that's the one with Vin Diesel, right? Yeah. yeah. Is he like who surfing also plays a giant like wave of sharks or something? What? No, like, he, I I remember like seeing in the trailer of the commercial like him like surfing on something like a really badly like CGI'd something. Maybe that was a different. In Triple X, he does like a weird stunt in the beginning of the movie, and that's yeah. how he gets arrested. Okay. Guess we'll have to watch Triple X. Yeah, right. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious. Yeah. So I'm going to break the mold a little bit, and instead of defining more relationships, I'm actually going to define a desire or need. Mm. I see David and Steve have the war relationship over there. Yes, we do. And I'm going to say your desire or need is a number three to crush your enemies. Ooh, okay. Oh, and to see them driven before us and hear the lamentations <laughs> of their women. That is, uh, that's number two underneath to crush enemies and hear the lamentations. Oh, it is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that's an option. But so your your need between the two of you, what you crave, what your purpose in life is to crush your enemies. Okay, so I am going to take a six. And I'm actually going to define a place okay. for Sophie and Steve's secret. This is the hole in the wall place, but the details are TBD. So we'll see where the secret lies. So the relationship is a secret, and it takes place in a hole in the wall. I believe that Jonathan and David have mm-hmm. friends. Yep, yes. we have friends. Is that uh, okay? <laughs> uh, all right. For friends, I'm going to pick up number four. Former co-workers. Former co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So Sophie and I are linked by a dark ritual. Yeah. And David and I are just co-workers. Yeah. <laughs> right, so okay. something, former co-workers. Yeah. Former co-workers. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could be the dark ritual that's yeah. put you apart. Right. Okay. All right. So we're, we're former co-workers. All right. Yeah. I reached out to you on LinkedIn and yeah. that's how we got in touch. Is that all relationships defined? Steve and I have our broad category, but we still need some specifics for our relationship. The two of you don't have a detail yet either. You and Steve? Yeah, oh, for, for your for secret. our secrets. I'm going to pick number five. <laughs> number five? That's the one I was looking at. Each carries half of a treasure map. <laughs> okay. Now we know why you're former yeah, co-workers. I guess so. All is, right. Is that for... Oh, uh, that is... Uh, oh, that was sorry. for Steve and I. Oh, okay. That's your secret? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Each carries half a treasure map. Cool. So I'm going to start defining some more details for our relationships. David and I were former coworkers, and the thing that I think we need is to get rich. Okay, so, all right. So I'm going to take a one, and our desire is to get rich. And I'm going to finish fleshing out Steve's and mine relationship, and I'm going to say, ooh, one of these is fought in the militia together. But 
since I'm your former coworker, Jonathan, yeah. that would make you also a You could have multiple yeah. jobs. Right, yeah. I guess that's true, that's true, that's true. Yeah. You joined the militia after you and I worked together at the local bakery where we conducted dark rituals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, Steve, we fought in the militia together. And that's why you have to crush your enemies. Like, like you do. Mm-hmm. I think I am going to define the holes in the walls between Sophie and I. For that, I am going to take <laughs> number three, assassins. <laughs> Interesting. <What? laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> the The hole in the wall, the location is assassins. So it could be that you are assassins or that you're... No, ti- ti- Steve, I got a pitch. I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assassins is the name of like the coziest coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> sure. They'll kill you with caffeine. Yeah. Yes. Or if you don't pay. Yeah. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So, Jonathan, we still need yeah. a detail. Yeah. We still got to define our, you know, our, what place or person or desire or need we have. Okay. <laughs> well, there, there's one of them that fits well with. Uh, yeah, I saw it. I, yeah. I don't know if I want to do it. Yeah. This is fiasco, Steve. I gotta make things crazy. <laughs> I just, I just read under desires and needs to get rich. Number five is er than anyone else. Yes, richer than, <laughs> richer anyone, than else. anyone else. I mean, I could pick it honestly. I'm gonna pick number six for desires and needs. All right. To indulge. Okay, okay, cool. So we're linked by a dark ritual, and we have a need to indulge in something. We don't know yet. Uh, I'm going to pick number five. Uh, David and I's need is to get richer than everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) As former co-workers. Yeah. Wait, are you just setting up office space? Yeah. (laughs) Could be, honestly. But he's part of the militia. Yeah. Literally one character in in that movie is a vet. Okay. Like a veteran. Congratulations, then. (laughs) Wow. Let's go. I got this scheme. Ooh. I am going to say that Steve's and mine is uh, our desire is to crush our enemies, but specifically to get our revenge, Mm. which is a number four. Ah, that leaves two dice left. (laughs) Both ones. Both ones. Who's left? What, what do we uh, have? We still have to figure out what we're indulging in. And no, no, we don't. We don't have. Sorry, that was that was uh, Jonathan and I. Oh, oh, okay. I think ours is all set, right? I Our think so. We've got four things. Oh, right? and we we finished ours too. Yeah, because you're getting richer than everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we know what we are indulging in. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you also have to pick uh, the enemies. Uh, no, I just picked it as a uh, to get revenge. Okay, well, we have two dice left, so we should have two things left. Unless somebody didn't grab a die. Uh, you have four, yeah, I have, have three, pulse. you have four. Did you roll too many dice? Maybe just have an extra one. Well, they're both the same, yeah, so it really doesn't fine. matter in the long run. I have a dumb idea. <laughs> I think our indulgence should be in drink and luxury, specifically the caffeine provided by Assassin, <laughs> by Assassin. the local coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. So so just so people know, there's only ones left. The only thing possible to indulge in is in drink and luxury. Yeah, right. So that would be my choice for the two of you. <laughs> so to recap, <laughs> Sophie and I, we are linked by a dark ritual. A magic dark ritual. A magic dark ritual. And also our need to indulge in drink and luxuries. luxuries. Jonathan and I are friends. We are old coworkers. And we have a scheme to get richer than everyone else. David and I fought in the militia together. That we did. And what we would like to do is to crush our enemies and get our revenge. And Steve and I have secrets. A secret that we each carry one half of the same treasure map. And we are, we have a place that is assassins, a hole in the wall that I've decided is a cozy coffee shop that will kill you with caffeine. Incredible. The wheels are turning here about like how I can link the need to get richer than everyone else mm-hmm. to this need for indulgence that I have with oh, Sophie. I'm, I'm totally getting our revenge by killing our enemies 
with caffeine. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I already have a character like planned out in my head. What, so. are, you, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Uh, so I am Harold, the son of a baker. Okay. So I'm going to go with the bakery theme. Okay. Because I, I like that a lot. And you and I used to work together at this bakery. But Harold was unfortunately conscripted in the war. A big war broke out and he got conscripted. Turns out he really liked it. <laughs> it's like, that's your way into this. Yeah. And uh, now he is known as Harry Handax, a uh, killer of men. That's pretty good. Uh, and he has a, a deep desire to get revenge on something. But an interesting opportunity seems to have uh, appeared. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I'm kind of thinking about like that same idea. So I want to get rich, richer than anyone else. I'm thinking like of asking you, you know, hey, we used to be old buddies. I know that you've kind of gone, we've gone our separate ways, mm-hmm. but I would love your help in maybe making someone disappear. Perhaps someone that is linked to me by a dark ritual that I wow. don't, that I don't wow. want around anymore. Whoa. Ooh, okay. Um, and I, I'm, I'm kind of imagining like the ritual. Maybe it has something to do with the treasure map that you have. Um, I don't know. What, well, you don't know about the treasure no, map. No, it's a secret. All right. I guess I don't know it's, about it. It's literally a secret. <laughs> <laughs> the secret is between you and Steve, not you and me. Yeah, you All don't right. know about the treasure map. All right. Do you think maybe it's like a ransom? Like, uh, that's how we get richer? Yeah, either like a ransom or like... Uh, actually, like, oh, I thought yeah. we were bonded by a magical dark ritual. Yeah, and he's Jonathan. over it. Yeah, I'm over it. Uh, we were going to indulge in luxuries. I was going to let you in on the treasure map. But no, you're out for me. Guess you don't get any of the treasure. So the other half I'm thinking about this is like, I'm the victim of a curse, basically. I have have been turned from my normal bread baking self into a small frog who was going around looking for help to return to his former self. Uh, uh, Harry Handaxe is also now a frog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, does, how does that work? How do you carry Handaxes if you're a frog? Uh, he just... They're tiny. He extends his tongue and there's a Handaxe at the end of it. Okay. <laughs> cool. Hmm. So I'm like, I need help to return to my former self. This frog life really isn't for me. Man, then am I a frog because the dark ritual turned you into a frog? You don't have to. You could be the one that cast it. Linked or, by dark ritual. Yeah. Well, then I'm not going to help you indulge. Fine. Because why, why would I? Ooh, wait. Unless I fucked it up. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you were trying to help him by generating fog. And you you, <laughs> you added a, a letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> added, added a, a gesture. Your mind yeah. just wandered at the end that, of the casting. Uh, yeah, well, put you, that R right, right after I, the F. You know what? I think it was more of like, be careful what you wish for of like, well, I just cast a, a dark ritual to give you a chill life with, you know, relaxation yeah. uh, and water and plentiful food. And the ritual is like, great. Yeah. Here's a pond and a frog. Yeah. You're a frog now. <laughs> yeah, right. Everything you could, you know, I, I, I asked, came to you, asked for a life of luxury, everything I could possibly need, a nice beach house with all kinds of great scenery. Wow, frog. frog. <laughs> Incredible. Yep. That's how that's us. Yeah. That's me and Jonathan. Yep. So, Jonathan, you're a frog looking to end this curse. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Right? In, yeah. So that I can get back to my former self and live the life of luxury that I deserve. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Jonathan and I were at least acquaintances. Yes. And, ooh, I am a magic student who hangs out at Assassin's, the cozy <laughs> coffee shop, all the time. And you said you were a baker? Yeah, I used to be a baker. Used That's to right. Be a baker? Yeah. When uh, when Harry and I used to work together. Harry or Harold? Uh, it used to be Harold. Now it's Harry. Okay, so did you work at Assassin's cozy coffee shop and bakery? Yes. A, a life ago, I used to work at Assassin's. Okay. So I'll say that Jonathan and I met at Assassin's, him, okay. him being the baker. Yes. And that's when you approached me of like, hey, yeah. you got some rituals in there. Yeah, right. I got tired of the baking life. I needed a shortcut, a get-rich-quick scheme. Mm-hmm. And I knew you could do it for me. And here we are. And here we are. 
But how how are we how are we getting rich quicker? How uh, are we gonna get richer than everyone else? I know. I feel like you could have taught told him about the treasure map. War buddies, do you let him in? Hmm. Do you share your secret? Yeah. Do I know? Do I know this? I would tell it, but it's like it's one of those things of like, yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you only found half the treasure map. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why. That's why you're not going for it. But you you do know and after having seen it think that it might be like there might be something to it but without the other half okay no. yeah so, I have, no I have a dumb idea uh, the two of you want the other half of the map yeah so you want her, her dead but I need her alive to recast the ritual wow everyone's again oh. so <laughs> no I well, need you alive this is yeah, going for a little bit yeah and then this is I'm going, dead this is going completely 180 from what I had scratched <laughs> out of my card is like what my character what would was be. it gonna be so I was going to be playing Sergeant First Class Carlton Winthock III, who, while in the military, Mm -hmm. in the militia, was actually a cook. And while trying to find paper to wrap up leftovers, found half of a (laughs) treasure. But also kind of using some of the stuff that that was on the map uh, just as, as jumping off points, he actually started creating some beer that was relatively well-received. So he's actually moved on from the militia, is now a a beer maker. And he sells that beer at Assassin's because what he was able to do was create highly caffeinated beer. Oh my God, that (laughs) sounds dangerous. (laughs) And in keeping with the the frog theme for leap year and all of that, (laughs) um, his beer... Has a lot of hops. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I, your I character's a brewer, ho- just so you can. Yeah, yeah. I know that is the, the only reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Assassins, the bar, cafe, and bakery. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, they I feel all. like you know well, you, a- well, after after five p.m. Yeah. They start, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Maybe yeah. maybe Harold Harry is one of three children. You the baker. Hey. Let's feed these baked goods, people. That's One true. of them is like, nah, man, let's have that nightlife. Let's open a bar. <laughs> and the third one was like, I got to make your two idiot business plans work. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, Harold knows about the map. My half. Yes. Your, he knows about your half of the treasure map. And so he wants to use that to get rich quick. Somehow. But you don't know where the other half is. No, I don't know where the other half I just know that there is a treasure map, and he's, like, gung-ho about the treasure map. So we can get into, like, some of the more specific details as we plan out these scenes, too. But I think we have enough to get going, at the very least. We got some characters. We got some relationships. I like that you're looking at me like I only answer. Yeah, I'm looking at every single one of you. No, that was direct and only eye contact with me. (laughs) We got some. Sophie, make this choice for me, please. Let's go. Let's get this fiasco started. All right. (laughs) That is Sophie's choice. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey everyone, Jonathan here with the mid-roll. If you're looking for the hottest frog memes around, join the Reckless Attack community on Discord. You can find a link to it in the show notes of our latest episodes or on our website, recklessattack.com. Want to support the show? Tell a friend or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash recklessattack, where you can get access to our behind-the-screen talkback show as well as our new Reckless to Snack series, where we eat snacks, hang out, and just talk about whatever's on our mind. Thanks so much for listening to us, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. So, why don't we go ahead and jump into the first act of our frog fiasco. For those of you who don't remember, I am playing Jeremiah the Bullfrog. I'm a frog. That's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> I am playing Harry Handax, Harold to his friends, and Jeremiah. <laughs> Specifically, because yeah. we're old coworkers. Yes. I am playing Sergeant First Class Carlton Winthock III. 
So fancy. I'm just going to call you Carl. That's fine. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a fun frog name, but the only like different type of frog I can think of are the Koki frogs from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And they're called Koki frogs because they just go Koki, Koki all night. <laughs> <laughs> and like at first you're like, what the fuck is happening? And it's terrifying. Yeah. And then you just like, you get used to it and you're like, Okay, this is kind of nice, actually. I'm going to go with Koki. Koki the frog. Oh, no, you, you don't have to be a frog. I'm not a frog, because okay. I turned you into a frog. Yes, right. Which might explain why he got turned into a frog. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I've got the frog hat. Yeah, the right. <laughs> right. Got like the, the frog notebook, frog yeah. stickers, got uh-huh. a little frog pen. Wow, are you me for real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually yeah. describing what I look mm-hmm. like at the table right now? Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to start. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, we're all going to go around the table and describe some scenes. Um, for the first scene, I'm going to choose to establish the scene and let other people decide how it gets resolved. I'm imagining, Koki, you're sitting at your usual table at Assassin's, mm-hmm. the bar slash brewery slash uh, Yeah, fully bakery. set the scene. Is yeah, it is yeah. it bakery yeah. or is it bar it's, right it's, now? It's bakery today. Okay. Uh, for right today. now. Today. The whole day. There is an hour where, it's, yeah. where it is a barkery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which triplet came in today? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> this is a real whole. torts and ports energy yeah. here <laughs> like, going on. Uh, so no, it's like, it's like brunch time. You're enjoying okay. a croissant. Mm-hmm. And uh, some excuse me, it's pronounced croissant. A croissant. <laughs> Ooh, French frog. Yeah, uh, at assassins, mm-hmm. the, the hole in the wall that people don't really talk about, but everyone knows has the best caffeinated coffee slash caffeinated beer, mm-hmm. uh, and is all that could possibly kill you. That slash could... caffeinated croissant, croissant, <laughs> and it's nice and cozy in here. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing now because like I'm just imagining literally everything is caffeinated. So that's another reason this the ritual didn't go well. Is yeah. that uh, <laughs> hands are just shaking? Yeah. Right. Even just the air, the, the air has uh, aerosoled caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you're enjoying a nice snack. All of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, you swear you see something out of place, something green and small. The next thing you notice is something leaps across from the edge of the table onto the plate where your delicious croissant previously was and just knocks it over. And you hear just... This frog is somehow familiar to you. You swear you've seen this frog before. In fact, it is perhaps the frog that you caused to be turned from a human into this frog through mysterious dark rituals. (laughs) Hey! You suck! You see what you did to me? I think you look great. Also, I am still a student, which we established before. This wasn't part of the deal. You were supposed to make me rich. Well, we did not say rich specifically. The words of the ritual were to have all the food and drink you could ever want. And that was uh, interpreted differently than expected. <laughs> it's literally in the word rich you all. See? You heard it there. I, was, uh, <laughs> I, I, I totally want the two of you, Sophie and Jonathan, to play this like the Warner Brothers frog that only talks Hello, my baby. Hello. And only, only sings and dances yeah. and talks yeah. when alone with the other with the other person. <laughs> Otherwise, just sits there and just goes. <laughs> well, you gotta change me back, or else I'll get my frog friends. And Please I'm, do. Uh, I love. Frogs. <laughs> no, that's a threat. <laughs> no, it sounds like a good time. No, you're supposed to change me back. I mean, I'll work on it, but like. Call your frog friends. So, I, David, have intervened, not intervened, but I'm gonna, I've picked up a, not a black dice, a white dice, as it were, a differently colored dice. A positive outcome. A positive outcome. And so I'm, I'm saying that the scene between Jeremiah and Koki resolves positively. (laughs) I'm just like, who is this positive for now? Because Mm -hmm. for Koki, it's like, well, the positive is to have more frog friends. Yeah. And I'm going to say, 
Oh, you want to see my friends? I'll show you some friends. Yes, your previously established frog friends. That's what I want to see. Very specifically frog friends. Friends who are frogs. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to uh, turn around, jump into your coffee. Ow, ow, ow. (laughs) And then jump off the table. You'll hear from me soon. (laughs) Oof. Uh, hmm. Jeremiah, by the way, you should know that frogs do breathe from their skin, and actually you've just inhaled, like, a lot of caffeine. You should maybe, like, take it easy, drink some water, you know, just looking out for your tiny frog heart. Probably can't. That's an overdose. (laughs) Assassins is doing its job. Yeah, right. It's the heartbeat. (laughs) End scene. (laughs) So, I am gonna say that Carlton and I ooh this is this is a different day this is mm-hmm. maybe like a Tuesday after whatever I don't know whatever uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, a slow day at Assassin's yeah, it's a slow day at Assassin's and we're in the back room I'm gonna say Carlton you have called Harry to show me something you said this was important and urgent. So Harry rushed over to Assassins, and we're in the secret safe room in the basement. We're down in like the locked, sealed, soundproof room in Assassins. Gotta keep those bakery recipes. Yeah, right. This is like the KFC recipe. And the the beer recipe. That's true. (laughs) And so Harry goes, just like wiping the sleep from his eyes, like, "Ah, Carlton... What was so important that you needed to call me at this hour? I mean, I know we were uh, war friends, but like, God, it's three in the morning. Here, look, 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 look. All right. I'm not going to lie. I might have been sampling my own beer. I'm I'm kind (laughs) of just look, 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 just look. And Carlton takes you over to a small looks like aluminum still almost and he just says he says okay 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 couple things couple things couple things first of all i was able to increase the caffeine in the beer by 2.3% god carlton that's just more caffeine than beer at this point what are you doing okay okay but what that allowed me to do and Carlton takes out what looks like a, a wrapped sandwich <laughs> and and uh, undoes the wrapping and like takes the sandwich out. It's like a nice salami sandwich, mm-hmm. you know, mustard, salami. And he just kind of like chucks it to the side, but opens it up and you see the half map that he had shown you before when he had originally found it when we were together in the militia. Half of the treasure map. Half of half of the treasure map. And Isa just says, look, 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 do, do you see it? Do you see it? Do you see it? And he's, and he's pointing to specifically the uh, left-hand side of the treasure map. Harry plucks the sandwich out of the air as you toss it to the side and starts, like, taking a bite out of it. And he walks up to the side of the treasure map and, like, closely inspects this thing, chewing all the while. There's part of it missing. That's why this map made no sense. I am taking a black negative outcome die as the third triplet, Harriet, busts in (laughs) and is like, you two, this is not a meeting room. We have discussed this. You need to get out of the vault. This is a temperature, humidity controlled room out now. This is not your lab, Carl. You don't sleep here. You have your own home. Yeah, Go to yeah, it. Yeah, Harriet. All right, all right. I'm getting out of here. And Carlton actually like like snaps to attention when she comes in and he's like, yes, ma'am. And like kind of salutes and puts his hand out and then, and then kind of like shakes himself a little bit. Oh, she does that every time. I don't know what it's like a reflex. <laughs> Take your travel still with you. <laughs> Carlton, I don't know what you're on, but this is like too crazy for even me, man. Like, I think you're maybe taking this caffeine beer thing a little too far giving you some weird hallucinations. But but, but, but what what does the, I, the, the tear know. look like to you? What does it look like to you? What does it's it look like to you? It's just some parchment, man. I don't know what you're on about. 
It doesn't look like a little, little vaguely frog shaped to you. And Harry like waves the sandwich in the air and kind of like splatters mustard a little bit more into the room. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it looks like Harry, a frog. Stop waving that sandwich around. Get out of here. Waves it harder and then leaves. <laughs> Harriet chucks whatever she can grab at you. And she is an ex-softball player. So it hits and it's hard. And you might have a concussion. Carlton's negative outcome is he has a concussion now. Yeah. No, that was at Harry. Oh, not sorry. I'm sorry. Harrison. Carlton <laughs> is not the one who even mustered around the super secret safe room with all the recipes, temperature, and humidity control. Absolutely not. Harry's in trouble for this. So Harry still wants to help you get revenge on, on whatever we're doing, but he's not going to help you with the treasure map. As Carlton and Harry get kicked out of the super secret safe room, Koki is going up to the counter because her coffee and croissant have been ruined <laughs> by Jeremiah. And as she is on her way to the counter, she bumps in to Carlton and her notebook of papers spills everywhere. Your paper salami wrapper spills on the floor and Koki's like, I am so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to bump into you. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, and she's like collecting the papers and things like that. And she sees the treasure map. What's this? Uh, it says, uh, uh, nothing, something I found in the service. And he kind of like, tries to grab it back from you. Uh, she'll hold on to it for a second, but like not like death grip it or anything like that. And she's like, what do you mean in the service? Like, I've, I've seen something like that. I'm sorry, you've what? Uh, I'm going to say it's going to have a positive outcome. Positive outcome. For the two of you. Okay. I may have seen a similar map if you are nice. So, uh... <laughs> as, as Cookie points a finger at Carlton. <laughs> Carlton was... Like, on the verge of possibly grabbing her by the shoulders and just, like, getting really up in her face and shaking her. But then, as soon as you say, <laughs> assuming you're you're nice about it, uh, he kind of puts, puts his arms back down. And then um, you're not entirely sure if it's the amount of caffeine you've had or the amount of caffeine I have had. Yeah. <laughs> but he kind of leans in closer to you and he says, I've been searching for the other half of this for years. Where did you see it? Let's not talk here. Get me more coffee and a croissant and then we can talk. That's a great idea. Give me like three seconds and then there's this he's just gone from your sight (laughs) (laughs) and then he's back and he's got a coffee and a little a little little plate with a a croissant on it (laughs) and is actually halfway to an open table unless you uh yeah point to people like wave carlton who's just like i've imagined like power walking yeah. around the sound yeah. of like dishware clinking as <laughs> yeah. he like holds on to the coffee yeah, and, and, and actually the uh his his hand is vibrating so much and the plate that the croissant is actually slightly levitated yeah, the plate. <laughs> yeah so cookie will like get carlton to sit down at their table and we'll start discussing the maps okay so we don't have to role play this out, but I got to call in a favor from an old coworker. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah needs some help dealing with a problem of his. And the problem is that he's got someone who just refuses to turn him back into a human. That is not <laughs> what Koki said. Thank you. That, that's what Jeremiah is picking up. He knows that Harry over here. He knows his way around an axe. Mm-hmm. A hand axe, specifically. The hand axe. And he needs Harry to put that axe into someone or threaten someone with that axe. Wow, how quickly we've jumped to murder. Yeah, well, so, there's some, there's some requests around here. One, you gotta wear a frog hat. It's very important. Don't ask questions. Two, you gotta bring a couple of extra frogs. Again, <laughs> don't ask questions. I don't care where you get them from. It's just very important that you bring them with you when you go to threaten this person. Okay. And that's basically it, actually. 
Guy give him more details. Yeah, he's okay. got to threaten them specifically. Okay. Otherwise, it's just an intimidating threat. Koki's not going to get the message that she needs to turn you back into a human. Okay, that's fair. Well, why am I giving you lessons <laughs> on how to threaten me? Well, I can't write anymore because I'm a frog. So <laughs> you got to tell Koki to turn me back into a human. Then I'll be I'll be there in a week's time, and she's got to be ready to turn me back into a human. So Harry receives this old kind of crumpled, messed up letter and he looks at it and he reads through all these requirements he's got a wear frog hat he's got to threaten someone he's got to bring a bunch of frogs for some reason while he does it and he's like is this spam what is happening <laughs> uh, and then he sees the it, bottom it doesn't, it doesn't say to send this to 10 other people yeah right <laughs> it's a chain letter yeah. chain, chain letter yeah. and then he sees the bottom and it's like from your old co-worker yeah. from your old buddy don't forget you owe me <laughs> yeah right that kind of stuff and the memories, the nostalgia washes over him back when he used to work at Assassins. Uh, a life before before now, before he became uh, a militia man. And he's like, I don't know what Jeremiah is on about, but he was good to me. He taught me so much when we were together. We had so many water cooler chats. <laughs> and so like, all right, one last favor for Jeremiah. So uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to say I am pulling a non-black die. A positive die. A positive die. So the outcome to this, however you decide to dress up or gather your frog army, will have a positive outcome. I have a question. When you pull a positive die, do you keep it or do you give it to the person? Just give it to someone else. Oh, okay. And I was thinking, too, like the positive outcome would be uh, Harry actually agreeing to this. Yeah, right. As opposed to just like throwing the letter. Yeah, so Harry is going to agree to this and he's going to like start to plan his like his great machinations for for Jeremiah in a week's time. I'm going to uh, set this scene in the past. Carlton comes in to apply for a job at Assassin's. Yes. (laughs) And he had brought in a small sample of what he had been creating, which was this highly caffeinated beer. And the idea being that this would open up kind of the night crowd for Assassin's. However, before being able to land a job, the beer and product must be sampled. And so it has to be sampled by current workers at Assassin's. And so Harry, like a youthful, fresh-faced Harry, is kind of lining up these different... They only have coffee mugs, so like this, we're just drinking it out of these coffee mugs. He's got three of them lined up. And he's like waving to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, get over here. Check out what this guy's got. Some weird caffeine beer. I don't get it, but he seems pretty excited about it. This doesn't look like coffee. We only serve coffee here. I know, I know, I know. But keep an open mind. And Jeremiah kind of takes this little portable sill, I guess. <laughs> and, and just like just like undoes the, the tap. It pours like a half a cup uh, into maybe five or six of the little mugs that you have and passes them around and says, now, uh, I will warn you, it's got a lot of hops. <laughs> so I'm going to try this. I'm going to sniff it a little bit. Be like, I don't know about this one, but I'm going to try it. And when I have some, you just see my face go like red and then like almost a weird shade of purple. And then just like, I just spit the whole thing out. Like this tastes awful. No one's going to want to drink this. Harry, I can't do this anymore. All we do all day is make coffee and croissants. And now I got to taste this guy's nonsense. I'm done. I'm done. All I wanted was a life of ease and riches and luxury and I can't get that here. I can't work here anymore. This is the last straw. This guy specifically. <laughs> he did Jeremiah, this Jeremiah, calm Wait, down. I, I don't, calm think, I don't down. think you understand, Mr. If, Jeremiah, If sir. you want this uh, so bad, you can have this job. I quit. But it's... it's. Sorry, I, Steve has to do some calculations. <laughs> it, it's, it's 180 proof and 17.2% caffeine. And Harry's like kind of like reaching I don't out. Think you can like, have anything that high. <laughs> <laughs> it is 100% alcohol, 200% liquid. <laughs> and he's reaching out towards Jeremiah as Jeremiah storms out of assassins. Yeah. It's like, no, like, but 
Jeremiah, no. That's the story about how Carlton got his uh, job his at job. Assassin. Yeah. <laughs> so we've done quite a few scenes in our first act. Now we get to the tilt. And the tilt is kind of this in-between from the first act to the second act, where in addition to the relationships that we've all defined, we now get to define something bad, something weird that happens that will color the rest of our scenes. So we're going to roll the dice that we've accumulated to see who actually gets to pick what our tilt is for this session. So I'm going to roll some dice. Catherine with a two. I rolled a six. I rolled a five. So it's going to be Steve and Sophie who are going to be picking the tilt. Okay. Uh, one of you is going to pick the sort of broad category, and the other one is going to pick the detail for that category. Okay. And is that off of these things or off of another table? Ah, tilt table. Yeah. Ah. And there is specifically right. a tilt Dibs table. on the broad one, and you get the detail. Okay. Because I have a six and you have a five. Uh, Very well, I will accept your terms this time. A one. Mayhem. <laughs> so what kind of mayhem is going to be part of our What scenes? kind of mayhem indeed? Well, let's find out. A five mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> Fiasco. <clears throat> Fiasco. Excuse me while I get the proper voice for this. Oh, no. <laughs> Cold-blooded score settling. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because like Harry and Koki have some scores to settle. Wait. Why do we no, have scores? I, to I have okay. scores to settle through the two of you. Yes. I can't. I'm not oh. going to do my own dirty business. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Jer- Harry has been hired. Koki He's- is a loyal customer uh, yeah. of Harry's. <laughs> yes. Thank which, you. Which is why she won't suspect what's coming. So uh, he's doing this favor for a friend and to maybe also, as a side benefit, get rich with this. You don't know about the treasure map that Kobe has. <laughs> Carlton is the only one who has a vague inclination well, that, that Koki has some it. knowledge yes. about half of a treasure map. So we're just going to punch five then. See yeah, what right. Exactly. Y'all you- bitches need <laughs> to get it together. Player versus character knowledge. <laughs> so Harry has this treasure map. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, where did this come from? Right. <laughs> so we're going to go around again. And we're going to do some more scenes. This time, sort of bringing the story to a conclusion with the cold-blooded uh, <laughs> score, settling. Score, score settling. That's right. All right, well, I'm going to start it off. And after having a delightful heart-to-heart with Carlton, Koki is on her way back to her apartment to get the necessary supplies for reversing the dark ritual that turned Jeremiah into a bullfrog. Koki thinks it's a pretty great life. You know, she'll turn Jeremiah back into a human, and then maybe she'll just get some treasure and turn herself into a frog. Because, like, that would the treasure would go a lot farther for mm. frog-sized portions. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Cost of living and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Koki has all this stuff to complete, reverse the dark ritual, and is waiting for Jeremiah and his frog friends to show up. Because she doesn't know where Frog Jeremiah hangs out. So she's back at Assassin's, waiting patiently for Jeremiah the Bullfrog. So you you hear these little, like, all of a sudden it's like riveting come from the back. And you see just, like, a frog has somehow just, like, plopped itself onto your table. Best day And it just, like, kind of, like, rolls, kind of, like, slimy and gross and muddy still. Koki thinks it's adorable and leans forward and is like, oh my gosh, little guy, how did you get in here? You are so cute. Let's look. What kind of frog are you? What are you? Oh, oh, are you a cool street frog? You are adorable. <laughs> and then you see this like shadow looming over from the booth behind you. It looks like the silhouette of a man, but the silhouette of a man who has gone to the costume supply store and is now wearing he couldn't find a hat. The only thing they had was a full frog suit. <laughs> and so he's just covered in green, 
but the bottom half is all muddy and wet from when he just went to the pond to grab all of these frogs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Harry, you look fantastic. Where did you get this costume? I only got the hat. Thanks, you have the Toki. whole costume? <laughs> this is fantastic. Is it like a frog theme at Assassin's today? Did I miss it? I, you, I would have helped you get these frogs. I'm going to say this is a positive outcome for the two of you. You're buddies now. <laughs> Harry, after seeing Kogi's enthusiasm, just doesn't have the heart to go through with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's be real here. He, he's, got, he's got a hand axe behind him. He's got a frog in hand. And he looks at Kogi's innocent, smiling face and says, Yeah, Kogi, just, I just forgot to tell you. It's frog day, you know? Like, I know how much you love them. Oh and we gosh, thought we'd yes! celebrate. This is the best day ever! Do you know, uh, have you seen a bullfrog around? I've been looking for a specific one, but you've seemed to have collected a lot of them. I haven't seen bullfrogs. And he looks out the uh, the window and says, I might have seen a bullfrog around here. So I'm going to say, <laughs> we're not going to do scenes. We're going to yeah. resolve this all at <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm just thinking like, Jeremiah just sees the two of you he saw the hand axe get ready, but now he sees the two of you chatting amicably, and you just see this little frog fist shaking in the <laughs> window, just, you failed me once again. And then Jeremiah jumps away. <laughs> and we go into a conversation about frogs, and then Harry slips in. He, like, hides the axe in the booth <laughs> behind you, and then slips into the booth, the chair in front of you, and uh, grabs the coffee and drinks it. Great. Cold hearted. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that didn't happen at all. <laughs> We're so good at this. Are we good at this game or bad at this yeah, game, you guys? Fiasco. Yeah. So I might jump in here. <laughs> jump in here. Yeah. Um, but I think that when Jeremiah raised his fist and was was shaking it at the, the his plan that has not come to fruition mm-hmm. and hopped away. Carlton was actually outside of Assassins at that particular time on his cigarette break. Mm -hmm. When he looked, he saw this frog and noticed his back. And on Jeremiah's back, without much detail, is a shape that would fit the exact left side of the half a map that Jeremiah has. And immediately rushes after Jeremiah to grab him. I'm going to say it's a good thing. Carlton, you are able to grab Jeremiah and you rush in and bring this bullfrog to where Harry and Koki are having a delightful chat about frogs and start talking to Koki about like, this frog looks like the map we were talking <laughs> well, about earlier. So, yeah. So Carlton uh, rushes in and actually grabs a chair from another table, swings it around and uh, sits down and says, oh, good. You're both here. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Jeremiah. And, and he, he slaps the the <laughs> Jeremiah down <laughs> onto, the, onto the table and it kind of like like holding him there and and trying to keep him steady and like yeah and I, that, I'm struggling as hard as I can to that, get out of this thing. That's the shape I'm looking for for the second part of the map. Well, Carlton, Carlton, let Jeremiah go. That's Jeremiah. No. I'm sorry. It's a what? That's a, that's Jeremiah. And Harry's like face just falls, knowing that he failed in his one mission to his. What Harry? Do you know Jeremiah too? <laughs> yeah, I I know Jeremiah Koki. Uh, Great. So so we we agree then we have to skin this frog and, and stretch it out Whoa. to the shape Whoa. of the map that we're. Koki like bats Carlton's hands away and like no, wait, wait, scoops wait. up Jeremiah. It's like I I don't know about humanely. No no Jeremiah was a person. Is a person, is a human that I have accidentally transformed into a frog. And I have Let, brought the stuff No, fix him back. Let go of me. We have a cold-blooded score to set. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you wanted to get turned back into a human. I brought the supplies. If you want to stay as a frog, that's fine. I am not one to tell you how to live your life. Carlton just kind of goes, wait, 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 but... But look, 
So, uh, and actually this is, so, because you said positive outcome, right? When you have picked it up. So th- this is part of the positive outcome. Is, that- is it? I feel like we're in a different scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So, so Car- I just wanted you to get Jeremiah yeah. back to the jail. So uh, Carlton takes out a slightly mustard spattered <laughs> half of a treasure map and then says, just look and and puts, puts it on the table and then like motions to bring Jeremiah and just put him on the left-hand side of the map facing Koki facing Koki eyes on Carlton and, as slowly puts it lines Jeremiah. up yeah. exactly and Harry kind of jumps in at this point it's like oh, wait a minute I mean the lines do kind of match up but like this looks like the pond that I was just at 20 minutes ago finding all these frogs and he like you know tries to think about like where he tr- you know traces back all the steps and everything and it like it lines up to where like yeah that was like there's like a weird frog sanctuary over I don't know it just like found all these frogs just hanging out there I don't get it but like that looks like the treasure map is where it leads team I think we've established we're a team we're all in this together <laughs> I don't want to be part of this <laughs> Well, again, I thought you wanted to be human again. All right. If we're going to be a team, I'm going to grab everybody a beer. And Carlton <laughs> just like gets up and just like shoots to the back to like, like and you just hear, uh, like, it's like. <laughs> Carlton's living his tappers era. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So plan. We turn Jeremiah back into his human form. Then if we can do that together, I say we work together to figure out the treasure map. How does that sound? Carlton like comes back with like these four steins of beer. I'm just trying to imagine like at some point, Jeremiah, he's like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. I'm going to jump in this beer to spite all of you. You can't drink it anymore. And he he jumps in and like his skin like soaks up some of this really caffeinated liquor, some of this really caffeinated beer. And then he's like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> and like, he's, he was just about to jump out and all of a sudden his his legs just kind of like go limp and he dangles and he's just like, he's just chilling. He's just chilling in the beer. Kyle, this is pretty good. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, it took me a, a couple years to actually perfect the recipe to get the right balance of hops and caffeine and alcohol. Harry, while they're talking about this, mm-hmm. is there like a, just like a flat surface that I could draw some chalk lines on? I'm just going to take Jeremiah to start the ritual to get it back to him while he's relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go grab a, a cutting board from the back. Okay. So it turned out after all that, the key was salami. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Jonathan has a physically... Move his shoulders <laughs> up yeah. to make that voice. <laughs> cool. And uh, Harry comes back with like a big old like bread cutting board. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, Koki and <laughs> Harry will start setting up the dark ritual <laughs> to turn Jeremiah back into uh, a human. Cool. I feel like at this point we could just move into the aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. This is we did one scene. Yeah. Wow, yeah. look at us. We're so good at this game. Uh, or, we're so good, or we're so bad good at this game, game we have not used yeah. the mechanics yeah. at all. Yeah, the slides. They just told the story yeah. about right. Fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the aftermath is basically just the end results <laughs> in a montage of like, here's what these characters are now. Of like, this is Jeremiah and he's doing this. <laughs> Um, and they're just kind of like telling the, the ending of the story. But I'm going to go first Kay. because I think that this is Jeremiah. And he has learned about the life of love and luxury he can have as a frog <laughs> in Assassins sitting in beer. So he, oh, so I'm not turning you back into you. As it turns out, he kind of likes being like this. Okay. So, so now Assassins just has on the counter the stein of beer and just a frog sitting in there all day having a good time. <laughs> Never wants for anything. Great. After Koki and Jeremiah have, I don't know, come to terms with Jeremiah's life as a frog, yeah. uh, 
Koki reveals that she has the second half of the map. <laughs> that nobody knew about. Wow. Nobody knew about. Because in this story, we have formed a bond as a team. And the four of us go to the pond in the frog sanctuary and find the treasure. <laughs> Harry doesn't like frogs, but they like him. And so he they, they have not left him thus far. He's taken off the frog suit. He is not... Uh, their mother anymore, but they will not leave him alone. <laughs> and, and assassins has turned into a fourth thing, yeah. a frog, a, a frog Frank, sanctuary. Frog sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, so after that, since they won't leave him alone, uh, he's like, well, and now uh, whenever you go to assassins, it's really humid. <laughs> there's a little, there's like a couple of like, there's not flies in the main room, but I'm imagining like those cool, you know, how like the, the cat cafes have kind of like those runs oh, at no. the top yeah. and stuff. Frog yeah. But actually, there's just like uh, terrariums and aquariums yeah. Yeah. for like the different types of frogs all around. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's all yeah. like glass enclosures. Jeremiah is the only free range frog here, you know. Others like they're just like luxurious. Mm-hmm. There's like all these little like, like, ponds and everything. They're like you know in these mm-hmm. like glass enclosures and stuff. So. Yeah. So I am going to say that with the unspecified treasure that was discovered (laughs) the owners of assassins and the workers there were able to add an influx of money to make this frog sanctuary which then drew more and more people and so assassins became so popular that they were finally able to crush their enemies and get their revenge on paladin coffee (laughs) (laughs) And drove them out of business, taking over their coffee space to open up a second Assassins. Making them richer yeah, than yeah. everyone else. Absolutely. Yes. Where we yeah. can indulge yeah, I got in drinks luxuriate and luxuries. And caffeine. Uh, luxuries being frogs for coke. Yes. And it turns out the real treasure was the friends that we made along the way. <laughs> look at this <laughs> oh, Look at that. Full circle. Thanks everyone for listening to this leap year special frog fiasco. Hope to see you all next time. Yeah, I'll see you in four We're years. <laughs> part, part two coming in four years. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye.